0: Welcome to the Country Smoke Podcast. I am your host, Big Country, and today I have some interesting topics to discuss with you all. I will give you my review of the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears game and tell you what I thought about that. Um, I will also have my Country Five Pack, which will be, I will pick five games from week one of the NFL season and get into an in-depth discussion of how I feel about that game and how I think that game will play out. And I will also give you my division winners, my um, playoff teams, and break down how I think the playoffs will go. And also, I will give you my Super Bowl prediction. So uh, make sure you all stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. I think you will like what I have to say. You may. You know, I guess it depends on what fan base you are, but you may like it, you may not, but I still want you to stay tuned and hear me out. Um, so after this break, I will break down the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears game and tell you what I thought about that. So I will be back after this moment. Welcome back to the Country Smoke Podcast. And now I'm going to get into my review of the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears game. And my thoughts on that game was I was very disappointed. Um, I am a guy who loves defense. I'm more of a, I would say... I'm more of an old-school guy in a sense as far as football goes. I like to see good defense played. I like to see people get after the quarterback. And I like to see a good run game. Um, In the game last night, I got, you know, I got as far as two good defenses and uh, the defenses getting after the quarterbacks and putting the quarterbacks on the ground. I do like that. I do love that, but at the same time, I do want to see, you know, some. I want to see progression as the game goes along. I want to see the offenses moving. Uh, I didn't expect the Packers' offense to do much. I mean, I did think they would get at least 17 points, but I didn't expect them to light it up. So, I wasn't uh, surprised that they didn't, you know, get much going. Uh, I expected them to be a little better than that, which is concerning because, I mean, you know, you could have got a few reps in the preseason Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're in a newer offense, a new play caller. You had plenty of opportunities to, you know, uh, you know, at least practice and try to get some fine-tuning with your offense. And you decided to just sit it out all preseason. So, um, I said yesterday, I didn't think that that was a game you want to go and try to work your stuff out against that Bears defense. And I think for the most part, um, I was correct. What was very disappointing was Mitchell Trubisky. Now, there was a lot of, you know, in all season people waiting on football, so they make lists, they get bored, so they start doing rankings and quarterback rankings. So that was a there was a lot of people who came out with their rankings, um, which I don't really take into account. I don't care too much about it. I just like to see what is in people's head. You know, what are they thinking? What is their logic? And some people are on Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know why. Last year, they were twelve and four because of their defense. I said yesterday that their defense had the same. Well, I'm not gonna say the same kind, but had a similar run to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense did in two thousand and two as far as getting a lot of points on, getting a lot of defensive touchdowns and some special team touchdowns. So, um, from that standpoint, I think their wins came because of their defense was so good. And their defense gave Mitchell Trubisky short fields a lot. So, um, I still, I picked them to win the NFC North and I'm going to stick with that reluctantly, but I don't want to, You know, be wishy-washy and jump around and things like that. But um, like I said, I think the strength was their defense. So um, I didn't think Mitchell Trubisky would carry the team, but I expected more than that. The Bears lost this game ten to three. If a defense gives up ten points, especially to Aaron Rodgers. That's a great night. I don't care what happened. If you give up only 10 points, you had a great night defensively. Um, and the Bears' defense did. They gave up pretty much one drive for the most part. Uh, they did give up another field goal, but I mean, at that point, you're tired. You don't play a lot of snaps. You're not getting nothing from your offense. You're going to wear down if you play. If your snaps go up. Um, for a defense, the production usually goes down. The higher the snaps for a defense, the lower the production. Or the lower the, lower the effectiveness of the defense. Um, so I wasn't shocked that, you know, Aaron Rodgers was able to get at least one drive in the second half. Uh, but Mitchell Trubisky and their offense, you got three points. And the three points were on a short field. Your defense buried the Packers. They punted. The punt wasn't that long. Uh, I think the punter did punt out of the end zone um, or close to it. And Tariq Cohen returned the ball to, like, the Packers 45 maybe. Um, Maybe they fought. I don't know. Mitchell Trubisky didn't get many yards with that short field. Only got a field goal. Um, And that was it. After that, you didn't give me nothing the rest of the game. The one drive you did have going. You threw an interception to um Adrian Amos and it wasn't close to the receiver. It looks like he was throwing it to Adrian Amos. I know you wasn't, but that's what it looks like. Um Mr. Trubisky to me last year after seeing him, I wasn't this year was a year to where I said he's gonna have to show me. Uh, I don't believe in him, but if he showed me this year, then I can, you know, start putting a little trust in him. Because to me, he was a below-average quarterback at best. I I can't even consider him average. And last night, certainly don't help that case. Um, Don't get me wrong. I think Green Bay defense will be improved. Um, I think they will be better than they were last year. I think they will be significantly better. But they're not as good as they showed to be last night. I don't believe they are. I mean, give me a couple more games and we'll see, but... I don't believe they are as good as they looked last night. I think Mitchell Trubisky helped them look a lot better than what they are. Although I like Zadarius Smith, I like Preston Smith. Um, I like King, the cornerback. Um, Not really a fan of Tremont Williams, I think. He was good early in his career then. After that, I know he got interception numbers, but... Um, you know, not really a, a huge trend. Of him at this at this point, um, and I like uh, Jair Alexander. I like I really like him coming out of college. Um, so they have players, they have talent, but I don't think they are as good as they showed to be last night, or as they seem to be last night, because Mitchell Trubisky just he made them look. He made them look like the Bears defense. And we know, we know they're not the Bears' defense. Uh, the Packers' offensive line, they were gritty. They stayed in there. They hung tough. You know, they stayed in there and hung tough. Uh, they tackles did a, you know, pretty good job. You know, uh, um, I, I, I always mess up his name, so I'm going to try to say it. Even though uh, Bakatari, David Bakatari. <laughs> that may be wrong. I just have trouble with his name. But, even though he uh, got beat a couple times by Leonard Floyd, then they tackles hung in there pretty tough. They did better than I thought they were going to do. Well, I'm not shocked that uh, is a good tackle. He's a pro Bowl. He's a legit, great left tackle. Um, but but I think, I mean, that game was just, it was disappointing. Um, of course, I'm a, I, I'm a guy who plays fantasy football for the fun of it. And for some reason, I don't, I don't know why I thought David Montgomery is going to be the featured back and be that guy. Last night, he got less carries than, than I know for sure he got less carries than Mike Davis. He, he may have got maybe one or two more than Tariq Cohen. Um, I don't remember him getting a lot of carries. Um, and he's a 10 to, but he is certainly the best back that they have. So I was very disappointed in that. Um, I started Devontae Adams because, I mean, he was my number one receiver, so I had no choice. I just had to hope that he gets, you know, make some plays, but that didn't really happen. Um, so, you know, but I think the craziest thing is I was shocked by how little they use a talented guy like David Montgomery. Um, and Mitchell Trubisky showed if they, weren't, if they weren't convinced before last night that you don't want to put the ball in Mitchell Trubisky's hands. Last night should have been confirmation that you don't want to do it. To throw the ball 45, 46 times, and to only come up with 226 yards off of that, um, that, that kind of lets you know that you, you wasn't getting it done. And I watched the game, and he had more completions to people on the sideline than he did the receivers on the field. I think he only had a completion to one receiver uh, downfield. and That was um, Allen Robinson. Other than that, I think he didn't throw down the field very much. Um, he was very inaccurate. If the best receivers are not schemed open, Mitchell Trubisky is gonna struggle. Especially if they're not, I mean they're not schemed open. He will hit them if they're wide open. He can do that. But if if it's contested or you know it's a tight window throw, he is not, he is not the guy for that. But this is the NFL. You gotta have a lot of times where you have to throw in tight windows. So I mean something's gotta give. I mean, what do you do with that? Because you know you're gonna have to do it. And you got a quarterback who hasn't shown he can do it. This is his third year now. He should be a little better than what he is shown to be. I know it's week one. I'm not gonna I am not going to overreact. But I don't think I'm overreacting at this moment because this is the same thing I had concerns about last season, and this is the same thing I'm seeing as far as his decision making. If you know the offense is not you know, in fine tune, I'm fine with that. It's not a point that the offense wasn't in tune. I mean, it's week one. You know, you, you can get better, but it's the point that the decision making by Mitchell Trubisky, the the reads he's making, and these throws. That's not. I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with you know not being in tune. I think that's just bad quarterback play. I think that's just a guy who's very inaccurate. I think that is just a guy who, again, like I saw last year, if the receivers are not schemed open, he can't get it to him. Some of those completions to Allen Robinson, they look like back shoulder plays because Allen Robinson made them look like back shoulder plays. They wasn't designed to be back shoulder. You can tell on some of the throws. They wasn't designed to be back shoulder. It was just a bad throw that Allen Robinson adjusted to. I mean I guess he's kind of used to that playing with Blake Borders, but um, it, it wasn't good. I was very disappointed in that game. Like I said, I love defensive games, but that was just I, I don't like my defense game I like 17 14, you know. 20 to 17, something of that sort. Not 10 to 3. I mean, they made the if this was 2000, 2001, 1999, maybe I can take this, but the way the rules are now, they're made for offenses to be successful. And for you to only put up three points, and for me to get 13 total points in a game in this day and age is, no that's unacceptable. So that's how I feel about that. Um, Next up, the Bears have the Denver Broncos. And I tell you what, it's not getting easier. The Broncos' defense is going to be better than the Green Bay Packers' defense. I can almost guarantee you that. Uh, so, the Bears look like they could start 0-2. Because if he didn't get anything going against the Broncos, I mean the, the Green Bay Packers' defense, isn't the Broncos' defense is not going to make it easier on you. I like the Green what the Green Bay Packers have, but um, Z'Darrius Smith and Preston... Smith, they are not Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Jair Alexander is not Chris Harris Jr. And you played against Bryce Callahan a lot in practice last year. He's with the Broncos now. So he knows and You should know him. But uh, I don't think you know him because you, you should have known Adrian Amos also. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think it's gonna get any better. Um, I guess only the good thing about next week is I don't think the Broncos' offense would be any good. I don't think they would be better than the Packers' offense would be this year. So you make him win this game uh, seven to three, maybe if you can get seven. But I don't know. We will see. Um, so the Bears have the Broncos next week, and the Packers. I really forgot who they have. Maybe the Vikings, maybe Minnesota. But I'm not sure. We will see. I think they have Minnesota. But don't quote me on that. Um, So, yeah, that's my feelings for where about the Green Bay and Chicago Bears game. Um, So, as you can tell by my tone and what I have said, that I am very disappointed in that game. Um, good thing, you know, I have NFL ticket and, um, it's going to be more than one game Sunday that I can tune in and watch. And this is a nice segue. Speaking of that, um, next up, I'm going to give you my country five pack of picks. I'm going to pick five games and, um, uh, get into a up in-depth discussion about those games and tell you what I think. So, After this break, the Country Five Pack. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Country Smoke Podcast, and I'm going to get into the Country Five Pack, which is five games that I'm going to pick from the upcoming NFL week. And I'm going to tell you what I think about those games and why those games interest me. And I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars game. Uh, This is a game I will be tuned into because this is a great offense going up against who I think will be the best defense in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um... I don't think we're gonna get a lot from Tyreek Hill in this game. Um, I don't think we are. I think you will you will probably see Jalen Ramsey shadow him a lot, but Jalen Ramsey is gonna have safety help. Um, he even though he gets the credit for being a shutdown corner, which I think he still is. Um, he doesn't play a lot of you know those guys that can kind of go deep and guys that can kind of go over the top. He doesn't play them a lot one on one without a safety in the back, in the back end. So it's not gonna be one of those monoe mano games with Tyree Hill and Jillian Ramsey going one on one with, and that's it. Um, but I think it's still it, it would be a great game to see, um, you know, a great offense against a great defense, uh, a defense that can play the run, that can get after the quarterback. Um, and how would they how would they control you know all these Kansas City Chiefs weapons You know they have a lot of speed um, we also have A.J. Uh, Bowie, Bowie however you say his name we also have him on the other side of Jalen Ramsey and he's a very good cornerback in my opinion I think he played a lot better uh, most of the time last year than Jalen Ramsey um so, you know, he would be matched up against Sammy Watkins, I think. I think you, you, you may see – you may not even see Jalen Ramsey travel with, with Tyreek. here. I think you will, but it's possible that they can just say, hey, we got two guys on – you know, we got good guys on both sides, so we just go line up and play. If you're on my side, I got you. you no, know, if you're on that side, I got you. We just can play cat defense. I got this cat, you got that cat. So, I don't know. It could be that way, but um, – it's, it will be interesting to see how they play Travis Kelsey as well. Um, do you really want Barry Church on Travis Kelsey? I don't think so. So you may see Miles Jack uh, line up against Travis Kelsey a lot. Um, I think the key in this game for Jacksonville, if they're going to be successful on defense, is keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. He is, he is a better quarterback when he can move around and extend plays. If you look at, you know, you, you, I watch some of the games, but a lot of people may not watch it because that's not their team. Uh, so they may just go look at the highlights. If you look at a lot of Patrick Mahomes highlights, most of them are him moving around. Him Getting outside of the pocket, You're doing the what they call the no look pass or whatever. Extending standing plays, just shoveling, getting outside of the pocket and shoveling in the flats to someone. That's where most of his that's where he makes his money. So the key in this game would be if you if they can keep him in the pocket and force him just to play quarterback and not let him be a athletic quarterback, then you can kind of reel him in and slow that Chiefs offense down. I promise you that that works, as long as you you know do your coverage, as long as you cover the people. Now, if you keep him in the pocket and then you leave Tyreek Hill one on one with no safety help, and he uses speed to go go by somebody, I mean, it doesn't take a, a Hall of Fame quarterback to make that throw. As long as you have an arm like Patrick Mahomes does, um, if you can keep him in and then you got to cover guys and force him to th- make throws in the middle of the field. He is not yet, I mean he only played one year. He is not yet a guy who can consistently throw in windows. He is not a guy who is very accurate inside of the pocket. He's not gonna he's not good as far as his mechanics in the pocket. So he doesn't have great pocket mechanics. So you can force him to make some throws, some errant throws, and get some turnovers out of him. So I think that'll be the key for the Jaguars. And they have the guys that can do that with. Now they have Josh Allen on one side. Um, you also have um, and Ngakwe on the other side. They have athletic guys that can keep him in that pocket. And also, if he can get out of pocket, can run with him. So, um, Jaguars do have the defense to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, on offense for the Jaguars, you don't want to get... First of all, you got to hope your defense doesn't let you get too far behind. I mean, a touchdown is not bad, but once you start talking about 10 or more points, uh, because the Chiefs are going to live and die. Well, I'm going to say live off of being being able to get to the quarterback. I don't think they're going to be great at covering receivers. I don't think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year defensively. I know they brought in Tyron Matthew, but... um, even in Tyron Matthew, I mean, he's not gonna make that much, of a difference. Even in his best days, he wasn't a Earl Thomas or a Eric Berry or a Ed Reed. He wasn't that on his in his best days. In his complete prime, he wasn't that. Uh, he's a, a you no, know, a versatile guy who can move around, but he is not. You know, it's not like you, you put Eric Eric uh, Eric Reed back there. Uh, excuse me, Ed Reed. It's not like you put Ed Reed in, in your secondary. He's not that much of a difference maker. So, I don't think the Chiefs' defense will be uh, significantly better than they were last year. So, you know, their bread and butter is going to be getting pressure. Steve McNola is a defensive coordinator now. They're going to be, their bread and butter is going to be getting pressure on the quarterbacks. Hopefully, their offense can get the lead for them. Then you got a pass to kind of keep up. That's when they're going to make their money with Frank Frank Clark coming in, taking over for D Ford. Uh, Emmanuel Aub on one side. You also have Speaks. Um, Chris Jones, I'm a big fan of, in the middle. So, the key is for the Chiefs if they can, you know, and I think the defense will keep them in this game. They're not going to get down by 10 points, I don't think. Unless the offense just completely, you know, keeps having three and outs that don't move the ball. But, the key for the uh, Jaguars offense get that run game going with um, Leonard Fournette and establish the run game. Keep the chains moving. Get good drives. Um, kind of lean on your run game, your defense. If you want Nick Foles, I don't think you. I don't trust him. I don't trust him with uh, having the, the continuous the continuously lead a team with his arm. That's not him. Uh, I know he had his moments in Philadelphia, uh, like I said yesterday, but. Um, I don't think, I mean, he is not that guy. The pressure is on him not to be that guy. And when that happens, he turns out not to be that guy. So they need to lean on that run game, move to, you know, ball control offense. If they can do that, they can stay in this game and put it out in the end. Um, like I said, I, I picked the Chiefs to win it. I'm going to stick with that. But the Jaguars definitely, you know, have the right team that can get a Chiefs fits. They have the right pieces, right players that can really, and it's not a lot of teams like that. Uh, I think they're gonna have the best defense defense in the NFL over the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears probably have the best front seven, but I think the Jaguars will have the best defense because they play the type of defense to where you you won't have a opportunity to get a lot of big plays. Now, even with the Bears last night, when Aaron Rodgers had the 47-yard completion, if you look at that, that was a guy going man-to-man uh, with no help. Just one guy playing another guy, man-to-man with no help in the middle of the field. Uh, you get a lot, of, a lot of opportunities like that when you play the Bears, because they play a lot of man defense. The Jaguars always have a safety in the back end. You're not gonna have a lot of opportunities to just go man-to-man with no safety in the middle of the field. That's not gonna happen with the Jaguars. They play a lot of zone, a lot of cover three, so your chances of getting those big plays are limited when you play the Jaguars. So um, that's why I think there would be a they are a great matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, my next game would be the Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the reason I picked this game is because. We have a lot of players coming back healthy in this game. The Falcons they get Keanu Neal back, they get Deion Jones who missed 10 games last year. Um, they get uh the other cornerback, forgot his name Alfred, I think Alfred. Um, so they get the you know they get these people back, these players back, or uh, Devontae Freeman they get him back. I think Alfred went to Arizona, so I don't think he he's back. But he won't be back for Atlanta. Um, so they get those players back who you know watched the Falcons play last year. They missed the, those defensive guys mightily because there were games where Matt Ryan put up three or four touchdowns and still lost. Put up 400 yards with those four touchdowns and three touchdowns and still lost. Uh, so now he has Devontae Freeman back. Devontae Freeman, he has to be the guy this year. There's no Tevin Coleman. It's kind of like with, with Carson Wentz. He has to be the guy because there's no Nick Foles behind him to kind of, you know, keep people at ease that you're gone. Uh, Devontae Freeman, is no Tevin Coleman behind you not to keep people at ease because you're gone. Hey, you, got, you I know you have Edo Smith, but you have to be the man. And, and on... The other side, Davin Cook, same way. He has to be the man this year. Um, Both offensive lines struggled last year, both. Uh, The Falcons more than the Vikings, but they both struggled. Um, I'm going to say, I think... I don't really trust the Falcons' old offensive line. I mean, it was the game in the preseason against the New York Jets to where Matt Ryan really got he got hit a few times. Uh, he was under pressure. While he was in the game playing, he was under pressure most of that time. Um, so, he's going to – the Vikings have a good front with Daniel Hunter, everson Griffin, um, they have one more, one more pair. I can't think of his name. Uh, and also, you have Lionville Joseph. Then you have Anthony Barr. Vikings are typically not a team that do that does a lot of blitz and not as much as the Jets would um, do. But they will send people at times with Barr and also Harrison Smith. So, but they can get there with their front. So the Falcons really have to. They really have to, you know, tighten up their offensive line. Now, they have, I think, three new starters and two of them are rookies. It's usually not a good combination, so um, they have to do a lot better than they did last year for the Falcons to take that next step and move forward. I hope they can pick up that run game with Devontae Freeman. When he's healthy, he's a very talented running back. He's a you know you look at him like he's a, he's a small guy, but he runs hard. He has some weight to him. Um, he has some pop to him. He's quick. He's shifty. Uh, so he's a very good back when he's healthy, but problem is he don't stay healthy. Uh, the Vikings O-line I'm still concerned about them as well for two reasons as far as their run blocking. Then Dalvin Cook's health. Um, their run blocking was horrible last year. They had a game with Dalvin Cook. had 12 carries for 17 yards. Not even 2 yards a carry. That's horrible. Um, so or it, it was something like that. I mean, he, it, it wasn't it was a game where he didn't have a two yards carry. I think it was the twelve and seventeen game, but um, that's horrible. And he has to stay healthy. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback who needs the run game. He's a he's great out the play action. He needs a run game in order to be, you know, the best he can be. But I think he's a, a great quarterback by no stretch of the imagination. Um but if he has a run game, he can be a good quarterback. If the Cowboys can win with Dak and and the Bears can win with Mr. Trubisky, the Redskins can win with Kirk Cousins because I think he's better, Kirk Cousins is better than Dak and Mr. Trubisky um, at this point. So, um, I think they get that run game going. He's going to have a, a, a solid defense, although I think it seems to me that they're going to take a permanent step back because um, – we have Xavier Rose and Harrison Smith in the back end, but I'm not sold on the other cornerback, no, the, safety, the other safety. Uh, they have inconsistency at that other cornerback position, no matter who's there. Um, so I'm worried about that. But their offensive line, as far as that goes, they don't have to worry about a threat on the Falcons' defensive line besides Grady Jarrett. Again, Vic Beasley is a disappointment. Tap McKinley, he's still young, still have to, you know, improve. with he this year? Yet to be seen. But um, if those guys can come back healthy and you know, play up to their part, I think it'll be a great game. It could turn into a shootout, um, so you never know. I took Minnesota yesterday. I think I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with that pick. So, but there will be a game I also keep my own. Um, My next game, uh, the Vikings, excuse me, excuse me, the the Texans and the Saints. Drew Bees has struggled the last few games against the Saints. Uh, I mean, against the Texans. that, that, That is no secret. He has struggled his last few games against those guys. No, he got some... Well, he has a new weapon with Jared Cook who, you know, he played great for my Raiders last year. Uh, he was the, pretty much the only guy we had. Um, a great tight end, great receiving tight end. I think he's going to help tremendously. They're going to be very dangerous in the red zone because we have him and Michael Thomas, two big guys who can, who can go up and catch it. Not many guys can jump with them. They're going to be great in the red zone. Um, I think they will open up things for uh, Traquan Smith and Avon uh, Kamara, uh, who I think we get more carries. Uh, of course, you brought in Latavius Murray to spare him. Um, I think Aaron Camara would get more carries because I don't think Latavius Murray would get as many carries as Mark Ingram. So I think a lot of those carries will go to Alvin Kamara. Uh, so I think for those people who have him, have him in fantasy, I think we'll be happy this year. Um... On the other side, the Sean Watson, they brought in Larry Matunzel to protect his blind side, finally got a franchise left tackle. Uh, Bill O'Brien came out and said uh, they might have made a trade because it's hard to get a left tackle now and develop him and kind of fast track him, which when you think about it, that's probably about true. It's hard to – it's not like it was, you know, years ago where um, you might have you had – you know, you – you may have could afford to slow, slowly develop a left tackle. Nowadays, they need them immediately because of some of these pass rushers um, you know, tackles used to come in and be you know, 6'6", 335. Now you have tackles who played in college and they're uh, 6'6", 6'7", 310", 315. You know, then have to come in the NFL and be a lot stronger and you know, get stronger, and I mean, you really can't do that in one in a few months because you got to think about it. they're for the combine. Then have to come in the NFL and try to train for a sixteen-game season. You don't have that much time to do that. So guys come in a little, a little. I'm not gonna call them weak, but they're not NFL strong. And go go up against guys like Miles Garrett and Khalil Mack, who has that um, unnatural strength. Jadavian Clowney. So, you know, it's kind of hard to fast-track those guys, so I agree with that as far as what Bill O'Brien said. Um, I don't agree with the fact that they gave up two first-round picks. I mean, God, dog, you could have went in the draft and drafted one, so your next two first-round picks are gone. That's, I don't know if I agree with that, although you don't need a lot, but, you know. But I like the fact they have Kenny Stills as well, or speedster. Uh, they have a Speeds and Will Fuller, but Will Fuller, He seems like he's faster to the training table than he is uh, down the field to be the cornerback. So, um, that's been an issue, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, The Saints defense typically starts off slow. I think it'll be a great matchup with uh, D-Hop and uh, Marcus Lattimore. I think that'll be a great matchup. you're going to need Larry McTonson when you have a guy like Cameron Jordan bearing down on you. Um, um, I think the Saints are expecting big things from Marcus Davenport this year. So it's going to be a great game. You have a lot of different variables, a lot of different X factors, in my opinion. Um, who will get a bulk of the carries for Houston? Will it be Duke Johnson? Or will it be Carlos Hyde? That's a good question. I have Duke in my fantasy, but I don't, I don't have him in that starting lineup because I'm not sure. So, we will see. Um, what else do I have for you? That's about it on that game. I mean, of course, you have the great quarterback matchup, the old guy, you know, going against the future of the NFL, one of the you know future guys of the NFL. So, it would be great, man. That's a, That will be another game I'm tuned into uh, to watch Monday, get ready for my game, you know, my team. But it is what it is. I think that would be a great game also. my next game, of course, would be the Steelers and Patriots. Steelers, you know, they claim they have a clean slate. Big Ben, you know, try to be a leader this year, a better leader this offseason. Uh, We'll be facing the New England Patriots, a team who Big Ben has struggled to beat. He's only beaten the GOAT, Tom Brady, only three times in his career. Um... I think this is a big year for the Steelers. Um, I came all that turmoil in the all season. Big Ben, I think he has to prove himself because he came out and made a statement himself. A leader is about winning. Uh, a great leader is a guy who wins. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree. Um, that's not where uh, leading stops at. It's people who hasn't been great leaders and have won a lot of games. So. Um, so I really don't I don't kind of agree with that, but um we will see. If you don't win, you don't get to the playoffs. So you just told everybody use a bad leader if you don't win you get to the playoffs. So it's on you. So there's a little pressure there on Big Ben. Um Of course they got rid of Antonio. Le'Veon Bell is gone. So the locker room is quieter and more peaceful. So we will see where that translates. Personally, I think they're still gonna win the Uh, I mean the AFC North I'm not I'm not on the Browns hype train as of yet they're talented it won't shock me if they do win 11 and 12 games because the Browns have that much talent but I'm gonna go with experienced coach and Mike Tomlin experienced quarterback a a team who has been there before Um, and I'm a big fan of Devin Bush I'm gonna keep reiterating that Uh, so I like the Pittsburgh Steelers I think they're gonna be a Eleven-win team, ten or eleven-win team, but a pace, the Pacers just know how to play them. Again, I think they're gonna employ the the strategy of putting two people on Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, which is the second cornerback and a safety, and they're gonna leave Stephen Gilmore their lockdown corner to lockdown the number two receiver. Then somebody else has to beat them, whether it be the run game with Connor or Benny Snell whether it be Jalen Samuels out of the backfield Vance McDonald or James Washington whoever somebody else has to beat them Um, so I think the Patriots will still you know I think it'll be a great game I think it'll be a great game could be the best game of the weekend but I'm gonna take my chances on this one I'm gonna go with the odds Uh, well not really (laughs) I can't I don't know if that's the right term go with the odds I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with history, and I'm gonna stick with the Patriots to win that game. Uh, if you want to know the score, just go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Um, I told you my score on that one, so I'm gonna take the Patriots in that one still. But I think it'll be a great game. One shot, maybe go down to the wire, the last possession, or overtime. And last but not least. My game, my team, my Raiders going up against the Denver Broncos in the black hole in the old dot cold coliseum. Um, this would be great as far as well. Raider Nation, we found out today that Antonio Brown will be playing, so according to John Gruden, so that's great. I think that would be one of the great matchups I key on with him and him going up against Chris Harris Jr. Um. Again, Trent Brown and Vaughn Miller, that matchup is going to be a good one. Trent Brown is a monster, man. If you haven't watched that Super Bowl, you might want to go back and look at him play. It was one play where he pushed Dante Fowler, the Los Angeles Rams uh, outside linebacker. He pushed him like 15, 16, 17 yards downfield. He, he turned him into a free safety because he was back there with the safeties. He was back there with LaMarcus Joyner. Um, the guy is a monster man he, he manned him to Aaron Donald as well so he's a monster but he's going to have his hands full with Von Miller but I think he's up to the task um, Colton Miller second year left tackle will be going up against the um, second year outside linebacker for, for the Broncos um, the Raiders hope Colton Miller progress and become that franchise little tackle. We hope he does too. So we're going to see will he be able to you know, progress and go up against uh, Bradley Chubb without having the league tight ends in on him and chip all game because we're going to need those tight ends and bats to be able to go out and be a weapon for Derek Carr. So That would be a great game. Of course I'm going with my Raiders but I think it would be um I think it'll be a great game. man. I think it'll go down to the wire as well. Uh, defensively, I'm interested to in see Arden Key and the um, Farrell. Of course, it's no secret we only had 13 sacks last year. Of course, we have to do a lot better, so uh, I'm very interested in seeing how those guys play. If they can create pressure along with Maurice Hurst and you brought in Corey Legit. Um, how much does he have left in the tank? He's only 29, so you'll see we can go get him going with Maurice Hurst, get get pushed from the inside and get pass rush from the outside. Um, don't have to worry about Joe Flacco getting out of pocket, making a lot of moves, and we don't have to worry about that until week two when we play Mahomes. So as a uh, defensive lineman, you know Flacco's going to be right there in that pocket. Just, just push that pocket, and he'll be right there waiting for you. Um... So I'm going to see how cornerbacks go against these bigger receivers that the Broncos have. Um, who's going who's gonna to cover um, Emmanuel Sanders? Will it be LaMarcus Joyner? I think it will be because Emmanuel playing the slot a lot. So I think that's who will be on uh, Emmanuel Sanders a lot is LaMarcus Joyner. So uh, it's fun. It's a lot of good matchups in that game. So of course I'm going with my Raiders. And Think we're gonna start the season off with one and zero. So that is my five pack, my country five pack um, for today. So when we come back, we're gonna get into my division winners. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get to my division winners for each division, and I'm also gonna break down uh, how I think the playoffs will play out. And then give you my Super Bowl prediction. So, stay tuned. Country Smoke Podcast. I will be back after this short break. Welcome back to the Country Smoke Podcast. Uh, now I'm going to get into picking my division winners for each conference, break down each division. um I'm not going to get into depth of why I feel the team will win in the division. If you want to know that, go check out 3 Views Podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on the Anchor app. It's spelled V-I-3. The three is in place of the letter E. W-S. Again, that's V-I-3-W-S. It's pronounced 3 Views. Um, That's my other podcast with my two best friends and my two co-hosts. JQ, and Ness. Um, so if you want to see why I broke the division down the way I did, um, go check that out. And, you know, you can get details of why I feel the way I do. Uh, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of the way I feel about uh, about these divisions. Or not the way I feel, but I'm going to give you a quick rundown of how I think the division will play out as far as each team and their record. Uh if you go listen to me on views, where I broke down the AFC East, I had that breakdown before the Dolphins start giving away their players, of course. Um, I had them four and twelve then, so I'm gonna change that, and I'm gonna add a win to the Buffalo Bills and the Jets total. So uh, this how I'm gonna do the AFC East, but I'm gonna on the views podcast. I had it a little just a little different, a one game different. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you. This would be, again, post. Um, this would be post trades as far as Larry Matusz and Kenny Stills and all that. So, uh, I had the Pages winning the AFC East at twelve and four. Had the New York Jets finishing second at nine and seven. Had the Bills finishing third at seven and nine. And I had the Dolphins finishing last at two and fourteen. Again, the ALC East, I have the Patriots finishing first at 12-4. The Jets finishing second at 9-7. The Bills finishing third at 7-9. And, and the Dolphins finishing last at 2-14. ALC North, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the AOC North at 11-5. The Cleveland Browns coming in at second at 9-7. The Baltimore Ravens finishing third at 7-9 the Cincinnati Bengals finishing last in the AFC North at 5 and 11. For the AFC West, I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning the division at 11 and 5. I have the Los Angeles Chargers finishing second at 10 and 6. I have the Oakland Raiders finishing third at 10 and 6. I have the Denver Broncos finishing last at 7 and 9. Um, the AFC South. I have the Tennessee Titans um, Oh, I corrected that. I have the Houston Texans finishing first at eleven and five. I have the Tennessee Titans finishing second at ten and six. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing third at eight and eight, and the Indianapolis Colts finishing last at seven and nine. So that will leave me with uh, six playoff teams, of course, and I'm going to break down the seating. So how I think. The seedings will go. But that will leave the Patriots with the one seed at 12 and four. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs will be the two seed at 11 and five. The Pittsburgh Steelers will be the three seed at 11 and five. The Houston Texans will be the fourth seed at uh, 11 and five. The Los Angeles the Los Angeles Chargers will be the five seed at 10 and six. And my Raiders, Raider Nation, we would claim the last spot in the AFC playoffs as a wild card at 10 and 6. Um, so that would leave the wild card matchups as such: you would have the 3 and 6 uh, teams going up against each other, which would be the Oakland Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that would be a close game in the wild card round. I think the Steelers will lead at 24-20. Derek Carr, which he has done pretty much all his career, engineers a late drive, And he's going to hit Darren Waller in the back of the end zone for the game-winning touchdown to propel us to the divisional round with the win 27-24 over the Pittsburgh Steelers in Heinz Field. Yep, that's right. Antonio Brown goes back to Pittsburgh with all his um, history there. And he gets a W. The second wild card game will be the Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. Um, uh, Phillip Rivers has not been very good in playoffs. Uh, Neither has Bill O'Brien. So some have to... I can't even get it out. Something has to give in this one. So I'm going to say... I'm going to let Phillip Rivers move on. Um... He's going to win that game 24-17. to 17. I think it will be a defensive battle. I think the Chargers will get – they will have Derwin James back at that time. They will have uh, Russell Okung back at that time. Melvin Gordon will be back at that time because I don't think he's going to hold out past week eight. Um, the the uh, Chargers will be healthy. Bill O'Brien is not very good in the playoffs. He, I mean, sometimes he squeaks by and get one win, but that's it. So I'm going to have the Chargers win that game 24-17 by a touchdown. So that leave in the division around, you will have the Oakland Raiders at the New England Patriots. Uh, Raiders fans, we're young. Uh, you know, a lot of the young players that we're counting on this year, uh, they're going to be good, but they're not going to be ready to go into Foxborough and beat the veteran Patriots, so I'm gonna have the Patriots beat us 30 to 24 in that game. Uh, thinking to be a close game, we're gonna keep it close. But Brady is Brady, Brady is the goat. He orchestrates a drive and closed that out, and win 30 to 24. I have the Chargers going up against the Chiefs for the third time. I think they're gonna split uh, the meetings, season meetings, one one. But in this one, I think it's the Chiefs' offense are too much for the Chargers' defense. Patrick Mahomes orchestrates um, a late drive to, to get a field goal to put the Chiefs up by more than uh, a touchdown. Um, and the Chiefs win, 34-26. Uh, AFC Championship game. So that will that will have the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots from a rematch from last season, and this will be in Foxborough. This time it won't be because of an outsized penalty. The Patriots will beat the Chiefs straight up with a 21. I mean, excuse me, 28 to 21 victory, and the Patriots will move on to go back to the Super Bowl. I think it would be a defensive – it would be – you would have some offense, but it would be um, lower, lower scoring than people think. So, I think in the end, the Patriots, um, Tom Brady hits – I'm going to say he hits um, James White on a screenplay. He gets in and gets touchdown to. It was tied 21-21. That makes it twenty-eight to twenty-one, and they close the game out and move on to the Super Bowl. Who will they face? I am gonna get into that in a little bit, but I am gonna break down the NFC divisions now, and I am gonna begin with the NFC North. Despite of what I saw last night, I am gonna stick with the Bears at eleven and five, the Minnesota Vikings second at ten and six, the Detroit Lions at eight and eight, and despite what I seen last night. I still have the Packers finishing last in that division at 7-9. Again, the Chicago Bears first at 11-5, the Vikings second at 10-6, the Lions third at 8-8, eight and, eight, and the Packers fourth at 7-9. NFC West, I have the Rams, of course, winning, winning that division at 12-4. I have the 4-9ers ers second at 9-7, though that made shots some people. I have the Seahawks finishing third at 7-9, They made shots some people too. And I had the Arizona Cardinals finishing last at three and thirteen. NLC East, I had the Dallas Cowboys winning that division, twelve and four. At the Philadelphia Eagles finishing second with at a eleven and five. At the Washington Redskins finishing third at six and ten. At the New York Giants finishing last at five and eleven. NLC South, I had the Saints finishing first with an eleven and five record. I have the Panthers finishing 2nd with a 10-6 record. I have the Falcons finishing 3rd with a 9-7 record. And I have the Buccaneers finishing 4th with a 6-10 record. So for the playoff that leaves, the Rams as the number 1 seed at 12-4. The Dallas Cowboys as the number 2 seed at 12-4. The Chicago Bears as the number 3 seed at 11-5. The New Orleans Saints as the number 4 seed at 12 11-5. The Philadelphia Eagles, that's the 5 seed at 11-5. and five. And the Carolina Panthers claimed the last spot in the playoffs at 10-6. and six. So for the wild card round, that would lead the Carolina Panthers at the Chicago Bears. I think there will be a defensive battle. It would be how I think a defensive battle should be. Um, I don't know how um, the Bears will get the points, now that I haven't seen them play. But I think they will win 20-17. to 17. Um, I think their front would be too much for Cam Newton and uh, the Carolina Panthers' offense. I think Cam Newton would feel like he did when he played the, the Broncos in the Super Bowl. He's going to see a lot of Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd and Akeem Hicks um, and Roquan Smith blitzing up the middle, so he's going to see a lot of them. So I have the, the Bears winning 20-17. to 17. Uh, That would leave also in the wild card round. The fourth and fifth seed matching up with the Eagles. The fifth seed going up to New Orleans and playing the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. Um, I think by that time the Eagles' offense will be clicking on all cylinders, and they will be too much for the Saints' defense. Uh, I think the, the Saints' defense will be playing a lot better later in the season than they will early in the season. So I say the Eagles win that game, thirty-one to twenty-three. To move on to the division round, in which the Chicago Bears will go up to play the Dallas Cowboys in AT in the beautiful AT and T Stadium. Um, I think this will be a game. I mean, Dak Prescott. I don't. I you know. I think he's a a you know average quarterback at best. You know, he's a game manager. He's not a guy at this point that uh, I think can put a game on his uh, shoulders and win. I don't think the Bears are going to let Ezekiel Elliott beat him. They're going to say, we're going to start the run. That you have to beat us. And the Cowboys offensive line is a lot better at running blocking than they are pass blocking. They're better running blockers than pass blockers. And I think the Chicago Bears front will, uh give them fits and kind of negate that Cowboys offense. So I have the Bears winning that game 17-13. to 13. To move over to the NFC Championship. Then you also have the... Five-seed Philadelphia Eagles. Facing the... One-seed Los Angeles Rams. Um... How do I see that playing out? Okay. So... I think this is going to be a shootout... Um... but in the end, I think the Rams defense gets, excuse me, the Eagles defense has one stop. They get one stop, and that'll be enough to uh, close out the Rams. The Eagles win that game 35-31. to um, They stop Jerry Goff in the Rams' attempt to have a game-winning draft. And that will lead to the NFC Championship with the Five seed Philadelphia Eagles going up against a three seed Chicago Bears, and again, I think this would be a defensive battle. Uh, but I think I trust Carson uh, Wentz arm and the Eagles' offense to make more plays than the Bears' offense. So the Philadelphia Eagles win this game on a field goal, uh, but well, by a field goal, it won't be on a field goal, they win by a field goal. I think the Bears lead 20-16 until Carson Wentz. And the Eagles come up with a draft to get a touchdown, which makes it 23-20. And then, of course, Mr. Trubisky cannot engineer a draft to get the Bears to win. So, um, the Eagles win that game 22-20 and move on to the Super Bowl. And it will be a rematch of the 2017 season Super Bowl, which will be the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. And in this game, I wanted to go Eagles. You know, to make it a good story. Carson Wentz returns and win a Super Bowl. But Tom Brady's the GOAT. I don't know. I don't see Tom Brady losing again to the Philadelphia Eagles. So in this one, I say the Patriots repeat as Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady gets his seventh ring. And the New England Patriots beats the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady gets his seventh Ring his seventh Super Bowl, and he will be seven and three in the Super Bowl, which we have never had, of course. So the, that's how I have it. So, you heard it here first. Super Bowl, my Super Bowl prediction would be the Eagles and Patriots with the Patriots winning. So, that's what I have for you on that. Uh, when I come back, I'm gonna give you my segment, it's called Who Wants Smoke. Of course, this is the country podcast. Um, this is the country smoke podcast. Um, excuse me. I'm big country. So I want to know who won't smoke. And I know one person. I know one guy by his actions who definitely won't smoke. So I'm going to give it to him when we come back. And I will be back after this short break. Welcome back to the Country Smoke Podcast. And I want to get into my Who Won't Smoke segment. Antonio Brown, I think you won't smoke. Now, since you came to Oakland, we know it. you had baggage. We know it was some things that went on in Pittsburgh. But, you know, it's supposed to be been a new team, you know, new scenery, new you. According to you, that's what it was supposed to be. Now we took the 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 thing with the, the the frostbitten feet. We took that. You wasn't with your team. Okay, cool. We moved on. We accepted it. Then the helmet. Okay. You want your uh, you worry about you know your safety and what you're comfortable with. Okay, that's understandable. I don't like the fact that you wasn't with your team, but hey. You come back, all is forgiven. It's all good. And now, you go and approach your GM at practice and start uh, a altercation with him because he found you. He did what he was supposed to do as a GM who was trying to set the culture, who was trying to hold you accountable. You is a millionaire. You making millions. Be accountable. You wasn't away from the team because you was excused. You wasn't away from the team because of an issue that had to do with the team. You was away from the team because you was getting you know, treated for your frog-bitten feet. Okay, that's cool. But you left practice one day because you was mad about you losing a grievance over the helmet issue. That's unexcusable. Actually, he could have found you a lot more, but he didn't. He could have found you for more days, but he didn't. We are trying to set a coach. This is not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lets you get away with too much. They let you have your way. They made you think you was bigger than everybody. I guess except Ben Roethlisberger. But you was bigger than the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And now you come to Oakland and think you're going to get that same treatment. No, sir, it don't work like that. We know we don't have the success that Pittsburgh has had lately. We understand that. But we're trying to establish that culture here in Oakland. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to establish a winning team, a winning organization. No matter if you're a superstar, you got to live up to the standard that John Wooden and Mike Mayotte is trying to set. And acting like a female, acting like a kid every time you turn around, it's not it, man. You got some good players on your team. You got some good leaders on your team. Be a part of a team for once in your life. Be a part of a team. I understand you are a superstar, you were the best receiver in the game. But guess what? You should want to win a Super Bowl. Because no matter how many stats you got, you don't have no Super Bowl. Big Ben, he has two. Uh, Those two were before AB. He hasn't won a damn thing with you. You should want a Super Bowl. That's what the greats, understand you got the numbers, but the greats are recognized for their Super Bowl wins also. For their playoff performances also. You got the regular season performances, you got that. But you haven't done a damn thing in the playoffs. At least something, nothing memorable for them to say, oh man, he was a, 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 a great player that performed in the postseason when his team needed him. You don't have that but you can do it in Oakland if you do the right things it's all about you you're letting your teammates down man and you we thought you learned from this Instagram and this all that social media stuff we thought you learned from that in Pittsburgh sometimes keep things in house we don't need to know as a fan that you got fined pay the damn fine and move on people get fined all the time in the NFL you a million now. You making thirty million. Pay the damn fine. Yeah, I'm, as a Raider fan, I'm starting to get aggravated with you. I understand you. You know you got with the captains and um, you apologize to the team. I don't know how to take that right now. I don't know. It really don't matter if I think it's sincere. It matter what your teammates think, um, what your coaches think. But in order for You to prove that it's sincere. From here on out, do what you got to do. Be a man. Be there for your team, man. Step up for once in your career. Step up for once in your career. And make it about the organization. And not about Antonio Brown. I'm going to start calling you Anquisha. Because you act more like a female than a man to me. Raider Nation, one thing about us. We're passionate about our football team, and we're passionate about our organization. If you get on the field and you perform, you don't, and you're there practicing being with your teammates, all is forgiven. We'll accept that past as long as you, your future is bright. We'll accept the past. If you feel like you will do right from here on out, we'll accept that. But right now, you haven't given us any reason. You haven't given us anything to be for us to be confident that you're going to be straight from here on out. You are, Right now, you are a, a day-to-day player. You are a week-to-week player right now. One day, you can be great. You want to be on the team. Oh, you love being on the team. The next day, it's something. Now, I know the media blow things out of proportion, but if you stop putting things in the media, it won't be nothing for them to blow out of proportion. All the issues you're having right now, Antonio Brown, is because you caused them. You need to get your act together, man. And you need to be there for your teammates for once. Please be there for your teammates for once, man. This is a exciting season for Raider Nation. We're actually confident that we got a very good team, that we can make some noise, although the odds are stacked against us. But we feel confident that we can compete and that we can at least be fighting for a wild card spot to be there at the end. We need you to do that. But as a regular fan, I mean, I might not speak for everybody, but I'm speaking for myself. I'd rather have 53 guys that want to be there. That's a, like like Mike May I say, that's all in than 52 guys and one day-to-day guy or 52 guys and one week-to-week guy. I don't want that. I'd rather have 53 guys that's all in everyday 24-7, 24-7, Every week. So that's it. That's all I got to say about that. Tony Brown, you want to smoke, so I gave it to you. Until next time, y'all. Country Smoke Podcast. I'm out.